The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcasts for pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock, and today we're going to talk about the Kansas City Royals. Oh, boy. Um... This is part of my series where I go over all 30 starting pitching rotations. Uh, I'm going to be trying to incorporate all free agent signings into the ends of these podcasts stitched in later on. Because I'm doing this in the beginning of December right now. I'm, I'm live on Twitch uh, and talking about these pitchers, watching them and doing all the video. And it, oh, the Royals, um, the Royals. So I'm going to save the best for last. That is Brady Singer. He's going to be at the end of this one. Because I feel like that's the, 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 the one I'm going to go on for a long time. So let's just kind of get the other guys out of the way. Uh, there's Daniel Lynch, uh, who 513 ERA 157 whip last year. And he's probably going to start some more. And I was writing this blurb on Daniel Lynch. And I thought to myself, oh, don't say it. Don't say it. And then I typed it out. And he's kind of like Patrick Corbin. I really like the slider at times. But he doesn't always put it where he wants to now. And the fastball is not... Mm, Fastball isn't good. He cannot spot that well. I worry that it's too hittable. Uh, he needs to become a command pitcher, and he's not one. It's that simple. The changeup isn't so bad either. And like on paper, Daniel Lynch should be better. And I do wonder if he were to leave the Royals, if Daniel Lynch can be actually of some significance on another team. But in his current state, Daniel Lynch is so not there. I would not want to depend on him at all in any fantasy league this year. And I can say that for a lot of these guys. Um, Jonathan Easley. Um, why? <laughs> There's some promise in the, the changeup and the curveball. It's a fastball. It says 92-93 and gets absolutely uh, bamboozled. Uh, it's not good. Um, Chris Bubich is interesting. If he can just command. Oh, he's... Oh. I, I I get stressed so often watching Chris Bubich because I know that if he just puts his changeup down and he doesn't, it's a sub 50% low lock that is low location and the league average is 65% for a changeup and he does it 49% of the time. Chris Bubich, get that changeup down and get that curveball down and he doesn't really get too many strikes with it, but it's a good break on it. It gets like a 60% strike rate, just like right around there, a little bit lower. And the four-seamer, he just can't elevate when he wants to. And there are some nights when he throws like 93 on the fastball and he gets it up and then the changeup gets down and it's great. And like you see it. But for the full year, Chris Bubich went 129 innings of a 5.58 ERA and a 170 whip. Oh, it's just painful, y'all. You know, I, I, I see the promise 
in these guys. And they just don't come through with it. Brad Keller has had his moments too. 140 innings last year in some ways was a volume guy as I make the air quotes with my right hand. 509 ERA though, 150 whip, 16.5% K rate. He's a fastball slider guy who somehow has a higher hard contact rate on his slider even though he throws it 36% of the time. There's an idea that when Keller's throwing 95 and he's executing the Blake Snell blueprint, there are times when he does this. He gets it upstairs and then the slider stays down and it works. That works. It really does. But Brad Keller cannot do that enough. And I think it's really a thing with all these guys um, on the Royals. They are not pristine command pitchers. They just aren't. You know, when Irvin Santana did well as a Kansas City Royal, his command was impeccable. I remember watching it, not believing that he was going to be this good because I didn't think his fastball and slider were that good. But then I sat down and watched the entire start. And batter after batter, he was able to jam these lefties up and in with fastballs. Just on command, bam, there it is. K. see you later. These guys cannot do that. Jackson Kowar, he throws 95-96, has a changeup with a good amount of fade in his slider as in 2021 at about 35% CSW. Yeah, no, uh, he can't command his stuff. What do you know? More at 11. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I stopped drinking coffee yesterday. I do this every December. Um, it's kind of my reset for uh, the future. Uh, it, it, you know, it's a good thing to do every day, every year to prove I can beat addiction, that I can. Uh, <laughs> that it also resets how I am affected by coffee the rest of the year, right? So I can only have one or two cups a day and I'd be good. It's making me more irritable. Excited to do the Kansas City Royals today. Um, maybe one day, I, you know, the, the fastball gets figured out for Kowar and it's all good. But no, no. Max Castillo was acquired at the deadline uh, for the Royals. Um, in the Whit Merrifield deal going to the Tampa Bay Blue Jays. Tampa Bay. Toronto Blue Jays. Castillo has an interesting changeup. He actually keeps it down a good amount. But now that he's a Royal, th- <laughs> 595 ERA, 135 whip. But 22% K rate, you know, there, there's something maybe there if he's able to lean on that changeup a ton. If you see Max Castillo getting fancy relevance, that's how they do it. Um, there's going to be another pitcher show up, I have to believe. Because, I mean, yeah, Brady Singer, but there has to be another guy showing up. And, um, all right, we're going we're gonna to talk about Brady Singer. And if there is a free agent, I'll also talk about them after this break. So Brady Singer, I I cannot decide how I feel about Singer. Because like the other guys, I don't think he's a command guy. I'm happy that he lowered his walk rate to 5.6 um, this past year after being north of 8%, around 9% his rookie season. I don't think that sticks around. Uh, I, I don't think he's a 5.6% uh, walk guy. I, I, I watch his slider and his, and his sinker, and he does not have nearly as much command um, as that control suggests. So expect that to come back up. Um, it's closer to 7-8% in my book, um, which would then increase the whip, and the whip should also increase on the hit rate. It was an 8.2 hit per 9 this past year. And considering that Brady Singer's slider is not this massive hard contact mitigator, that's not this super low batting average that we see from elite sliders like uh, Alec Manoa's and Dylan Cease's and so on that are normally like 150 batting average allowed or something like that. No, this is like a 230 
240 batting average allowed. Which you think, oh, that's all right. Like, no, it's not. If it's a slider that's supposed to be this elite pitch. And the fastball is an elite called strike pitch, 28% called strike rate, I think both the years, um, which is good. And it's not above a 30% hard contact rate. It dropped over 100 points in BABIP. So it was a 402. So it's not hard to drop from there in 2021. Down to about 297, 295 or so. That should go back up above 300 just because it gets so many grounders and it's not a massive O-swing sinker that jams guys inside, right? This is a called strike one. And called strike ones mean that when you do swing at it, generally, it's more favorable. So so this is this is where we're at with, with the Brady singer, right? I also learned a lesson this past year where if you're going to lean in on a two-pitch pitcher and do not talk about that changeup, please, the changeup, just stop. Um, but I... The I uh, the changeup is not not enough. He's a two pitch pitcher. This lesson is they need to be elite pitches. They both need to be stellar uh, offerings. Now the the biggest lesson I learned from this was Waskari Noah, really good slider, really bad fastball, and I got burned on that. And I realized that was a major thing. At the same time, of course, the injury, but still, that was something I'm really taking away from that. So Brady Singer doesn't have either of them as like truly elite. And I'm worried about this. On one hand, I will say, Brady Singer is likely to get 170, 180 innings. There's something about that. I don't think his ERA and, and whip are going to be really so bad. You know, 323, 114, 24% K rate this past year. Extrapolate that to 180. That's a really good season. I would probably say it's closer to like a 3.8 ERA and a 120, 123 whip or something like that. But there is value in this. And I think the floor of Brady Singer, especially where he's going in drafts, which I'm seeing around like the 200 mark. Um, really, this all the 200s are who are you chasing and who do you want to go after? Uh, I see Singer going around John Gray and Frankie Montes, and I would much rather have those two guys than Brady Singer personally. So it's up to you if you want to go after this two-pitch mix. I really feel... Weird about it. He's a volatile guy. That sinker getting called strikes great, but it darts around the zone and out of it, and it can be hard, easy to hit, and he can walk a lot of guys on a given night. The slider is generally a really high whiff pitch on a given night or really low, and it makes for a cherry bomb, ultimately. I still believe that Brady Singer really is a cherry bomb, and don't let the 3 2 3 ERA and 114 whip think you, you're getting a steal or something with Brady Singer over 170 innings or so. That is not going to happen. It's very unlikely with the two pitches that he has without the changeup really being a thing. It's not. It's not going to be a thing. Stop talking about the changeup. Stop, stop making the changeup happen. So that's Brady Singer to me. It's fine getting him. Like, I won't be upset having him in a 12-teamer. It's just, what are you passing up to get Brady Singer? And be ready for the volatile weeks. Roto leagues, he's better. But head-to-head, it's a little weirder because if you're a cherry bomb, that's like, is my week ruined now? I don't know. Also, keep in mind... Cherry bombs, they can make a frustrating season because it's April and May. And if they're more bomb than cherry, then you don't know that the cherry is going to come back later. It makes for tough decisions early on. So Brady Singer is not the kind of guy I want to go for in my leagues. I understand in your 15 teamers and deeper deep leagues that he's a little bit better because of the floor. I think for innings, he's going to be there 
uh, their ace, essentially, next year, unless the Royals make a major signing, which I don't expect. This is, again, December 2nd. So 15-teamers, fine. I get it, because you have a, a, a better floor. I don't think he's going to be like a 4-5 ERA guy or like a 130 whip. I don't think that's going to happen. It's in the realm of outcomes, but really not. It's a much higher floor than I think than other chances you'd be taking. Still, I don't like this. I'm scared and I'm weirded out by it. Um, I could be very wrong on Brady Singer, but I just feel weird about it. All right, that's going to do it for this uh, edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. I hope you enjoyed my rant on Brady Singer. Some Royals, guys. There are much better ones, but I'm glad you stuck through this one. And props to you for doing that. A huge thank you. Uh, if you put in code, I believe it's... Uh, no, yeah, just DM me. If you saw this If you saw this podcast, that's what I'm doing. I did it with the Rockies, too. If you listened all the way through to this, DM me, and I will give you a discount on PL Plus. So make sure you do that at PitcherList, of course. And guess what? I've got bonus podcasts, bonus on top of bonus, <laughs> as we have two free agent pitchers joining the Kansas City Royals. We have Jordan Lyles and we have Ryan Yarbrough, which does affect the end of this because, well, okay, Jordan Lyles, Brady Singer, Ryan Yarbrough, the Fred Pirate, yeah, that's... Those three are all inside the rotation. Then you have to think Daniel Lynch is in it, but then also maybe Chris Bubich, but then also Brad Keller? Who who are who gets it? I don't know. It's not going to be Jonathan Heasley. It's not going to be Jackson Cobart. It's not going to be Max Castillo. Okay, so you can really just forget about those. I, I would likely say that Brad Keller gets it over Bubich. You could see Keller move into the pen is what people have suggested. But I would think Daniel Lynch, they really want to see that one through. But should we care about Jordan Lyles and Ryan Yarbrough? Well, Jordan Lyles for the Orioles last year, 179 innings, 442 ERA, 139 whip, and a 19% strikeout rate, about a 7% walk rate. I don't care. There will be times that I stream Jordan Lyles because he has the ability to go six uh, innings. Sinker, what do you know? Learn the lesson. 38% O swing to right-handers as it goes off the plate. That's how you do it! I'm always so happy to see it. But the four-seamer gets crushed. Uh, there are also times that the slider and or curveball work on a given night. If he has a lot of right-handers jamming guys with sinkers and then staying away with sliders and curves, that can be a beneficial night for John Lyles. But yeah, this isn't a winning ball club. Um, I don't want to do it. It is a good place to pitch, though. Uh, it's just for a rare stream, and I do not want to pick him up in uh, in 12-teamers. 15-teamers is a real push there. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough, kind of the same light with the Rays last year. The Friday Pirate was kind of messed around with, or sometimes he got to start and then he wouldn't get to go in the deep one or deep in the next game, or I uh, just would be a reliever after that. It's really frustrating. It's nice to know that Ryan Yarbrough, hey, you are starting and there's no opener for you now. That's kind of cool. Over the years, his curveball has been far and away his best pitch. His sinker got a little bit worse last year. Uh, the changeup has been below average. Uh, the cutter's fine. So with a good curveball and a, and a decent cutter, it can work. That That's really it. You're probably going to stream Ryan Yarbrough at some point this year. Out of the gate? No. No, you don't want to do this. I mean, especially in a 15-teamer, I think the, the ceiling's too low. Uh, just play it by matchups. Don't, don't. Don't think that Ryan Yarbrough is your sleeper. He's not going to excel and be like a 23% K rate with a three ERA or something through the year. Like, we know that ain't it. He's getting worse. There's a reason why the Rays let him go, right? Like, 
come on, let's wisen up a little bit. Okay, that's going to do it for real this time on the Plus Pitch Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening all the way through. Make sure to DM me, of course, uh, for that uh, discount on PL Plus, but that's it. So my name is Nick Pollock. May your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.